girl a bitch or a hoe Trying to make a sister feel low You know all of that gots to go Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule I don't be getting mad when we playing it's cool But don't you be calling me out my name I bring crap to those who disrespect me like a dame That's why I'm talking One day I was walking down a block I had my cut off shorts on right Cause it was crazy I, I walked past these dudes when they passed me One of them felt my booty he was nasty I turned around red somebody was catching the rat all right welcome back everybody to the podak purple podcast this is episode three i'm so excited i know i came and then disappeared after a fun two weeks of you guys really appreciating the very first um episodes so i'm i just want to thank everyone who listened to the very first ones and for all your feedback and support and yeah so i hope you continue to enjoy this one um Today I have two lovely ladies in the studio with me. I know it's a, it's like a reduction from six, but I know we'll make it fun. And um, we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject that we've basically rotated throughout social media for the past few months, actually. Um, you'll recognize their stories to some extent, and I'm hoping we can shed some light on our experiences just trying to get around Accra as women. Um, before we get started, I want to try something new. So I'm going to talk about something that, you know, caught my eye over the course of the week. Of, well, I would say week, but like months. So something to celebrate. Um, Saudi women can now drive, which is... <laughs> I mean, welcome to, you know, the 21st century, I guess. But I mean, it's very exciting. I know they've worked very hard for that. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like... Besides the initial woohoo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's been a long time coming. Now they can yeah. run over the men who've <laughs> been pressing them for so long. Yeah, um, definitely yeah. step forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill them, kill them all. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's kind of sad that we have to celebrate that, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, good I on agree. them. Yes. I agree. Um, yeah. The next thing that they're obviously fighting for is to be able to actually go out and drive on their own. But, you know, mm. I guess baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was like my big thing for the mm. week. How about you guys? Did anything like really, you know, make you think gay or like this really sucks <laughs> over the course of the week? Hmm. This week. Hmm. Mm. Nothing really. Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we, beca- we become very desensitized to a lot of things. It's like, yeah. I, I don't remember because yeah. <laughs> this happened two weeks ago too. Um, so the voices that you're hearing, are, um, I have Rita and Josephine here with me. Um, they'll do their own like little introductions so that they can take control of their narrative. You know how I feel about that. Um, and we're going to have a nice long conversation. So get comfortable, okay? Don't like try to do other things. <laughs> we're obviously interesting. Okay, so um, who wants to go first? You first. <laughs> um, okay. So my name is Josephine Josie. You can call me Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a photographer and a digital artist. And I guess what I mainly do is I document myself, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And my life and my experiences, especially mm-hmm. here living in Ghana through photography and digital art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Rita, how about you? Uh, my name is Rita. You can call me Rita. <laughs> um, so I'm a feminist. Uh, I am also an academic. Um, I work mostly in gender and migration issues. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm excited to not be the only feminist in the room <laughs> for a change. I mean, well, not for a change, but like, <laughs> you know, it's always fun. Yeah. Um, so the reason why you're both here, I know we've talked about this um, bef- prior to meeting up, is basically you both shared very interesting stories about your interaction with, I want to like generally call them, you know, uh, the law and order mm-hmm. in Ghana. But mm-hmm. basically... You, it's different because you were doing very normal things. Mm-hmm. Um, for Josephine, you were just driving. <laughs> uh, yep, just driving. Um, <laughs> just driving. <laughs> and for Rita, you were just out. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't seem too exciting mm-hmm. until you actually did them. And yeah. then what happened? So let's start with Josephine, since we started with you. In the okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I was driving home. This was from Chalawate, actually. Okay. So it was quite late, around 10, 11, thereabouts. I get to a checkpoint. <sighs> when I got there, I was like, oh, my God. But then, yeah, he asked for my license. So I thought, okay, let me just be nice and give him my license. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks at my license. Oh, Josephine, I can help you. <laughs> I was like... With what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean by you can help me? Just like, oh, I can do things for you. Oh, God. <laughs> That's really uncomfortable. And then, like, I kept trying to, like, push him to, like, say mm-hmm. it. He was like, oh. Um, then he uses his flashlight from my boobs all the way down to my legs. I wasn't even re- wearing, like, exactly what I'm wearing, like, T-shirt, shorts, mm-hmm. and right. sneakers. Mm-hmm. My boobs all the way down to my legs and back up again. He goes like, oh, I can lick you all over your body. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I was like, I was really confused. I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I was no. just looking at him. I was like, oh, can I have my license back? <laughs> and he gives it back to me and goes like, oh, I'm always here if you want to do anything. If you, uh. if you, if you want to sex, oh. use that word. If you want to sex, wow. I'm so. always here. You can, when you pass by, you can just so call smooth. me. And I know, so romantic. So, <laughs> So I was like really confused. Mm-hmm. So I just took my my license and I drove off, and mm-hmm. I went back home and I stopped. Oh, when I was getting home, um, at the Paris Chapel traffic uh-huh. lights, mm-hmm. so there's, there's another police barrier there. Mm-hmm. I get there and this guy goes like, "Oh, another police officer." Oh, he goes like, um, "Oh, you're a very very pretty girl. I want to marry you." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I hear." He was like, oh, so can he get my number? I said, no. He was like, oh, so how is it going to be done? I just drove off because <laughs> I was not ready to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened. And I don't know. Up to now, I d- it's just when <laughs> I'm driving home, I'm very, I try to avoid all those two yeah. points yeah. because it's too much to deal with. The yeah. worst. Like, can you imagine if you have like four or five checkpoints on mm. your way home? And each of them. Each time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's traumatic. It's very traumatic. Like, yeah. And just to like just straightforward say, oh, I'm, I'm here to so let me sex yeah. you. Like, First of all, you want to sex. has that worked before? <laughs> <laughs> and has with whom? Who? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you really? Let me just pull over. Like, let's do this now. <laughs> it's amazing. You yeah. know, sometimes you wonder if they're bored and it's like, let me just antagonize someone. Mm. Or but the way you meet someone and you see the person, like 
do you really think that saying something like that would, to the person will make the person want to do such a thing with you? I mean, I feel like they do it because they can. Yeah. It's, it's a question of power, right? That's and they, true, in that moment, true. they have it. And yeah. they can say whatever they want to you, right? You're and what are the anything. consequences, you know? And it's, it's a shitty feeling, honestly, you know? Because so I think for a lot of us, most people, most women that I know, we don't walk around expecting the patriarchy to like hit us you know we just walk around living our lives you Mm -hmm. know we don't walk around with these grudges right we're just human beings going about our days and then these things happen and when they happen it's shocking to you Mm -hmm. right because you don't anticipate it most of it you know it's you're not expecting it and you almost don't know what to do even though intellectually you can understand there's a thing called sexism Uh you know there's a thing called policing but it's like why yeah you know when it happens to you it's like ah really so this is the world (laughs) i'm living in you know just trying to go about your day and it never happens on a like a good day either (laughs) you're like stressed out exactly i just want to get home and sleep and then i have to deal with this yeah no what what is that like so has something like that happened before or was that your first actually like, it, it, it happens quite often especially <laughs> with policemen mm. yeah mm. and then he wanted to okay so it's happened with a policeman so how do i deal with this who do i who do you report yeah it would definitely be their word over mm-hmm. mine mm-hmm. so like how do you deal with something like that yeah mm-hmm. you just go home and sleep and <laughs> the following day you wake up and continue your day oh, at some point we have to start filming them mm. Actually, yeah. that's one thing that I, I've been thinking about doing. Yeah. Like, probably get like a little dashboard uh-huh. camera or recorder or whatever, <laughs> just to record like this, these conversations. Yeah. that Because it happens to me very, very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at least once or twice a week. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like that. I mean, the standard is usually like, oh, you're a nice girl. Mm. Oh, I'm home fair. Like, mm. I'll marry you. Mm. But then, like, to, like, to be so graphic mm. and... See, I want to lick you. Like, <laughs> I'm so wow. confused. Okay, like you know, it's annoying because if you were actually in a scenario where you would want someone to tell you that, it would be a completely different yeah. story. But yeah. like, you're with I don't know you. <laughs> what yeah. is this? That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So like, right now, what do you have like tricks that you use to like, get around? Is so, it like you know? Um, <laughs> well. I know, at least I know, I'm aware of the checkpoints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I try to avoid them as much as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's like the best way. But then some, some, somehow too, it's like, <laughs> it's good it for you to go that. through the checkpoints because like you never know what's yeah, going to happen. Exactly, Someone can just attack right. you at any exactly, time. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit tricky, but... Sacrificing me, yeah. safety. Mm. I mean, at least one thing that I think I've done is mm-hmm. to... I've become friends with most of them. Yeah, okay. So mm. at least... Those people are, are definitely always pass mm-hmm. their checkpoints, but then the others always <laughs> find a different way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it will make your journey much, much longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. want to go home and sleep, but then you have to... Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. If you were to report them, how do you think it would go? <laughs> like I said, it would definitely be their word over mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless I do have proof, mm-hmm. like a recording or a video yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I guess until I have that... There's yeah. really not much I can do. Honestly, I picture it going like, yeah, but did he do it? Then they'll be like, no, okay. <laughs> you, madam, I'm sorry, I forget about it. That kind <laughs> exactly of thing. what they'll tell you. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, it's just one of those just things, the normal yeah. thing. So. so then you're forced to have these policemen friends that you don't yeah. want mm. because it's either you're super nice to them and then they stop yeah. that. or oh, I, yeah. I, I Have you ever know. met him again? 
Um, not that particular one, mm-hmm. but the one I jolly like I, I live at a billing pace, okay. so the one I do I always mm-hmm. see him. Yeah, yeah. But again, I always try to avoid. <laughs> Unless like it's too late and I really can't avoid yeah. it. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually when I'm when I'm when I'm, when I'm getting to a checkpoint, mm-hmm. I usually just roll up my windows. And then put so, the light on. <laughs> so it's like Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Some of them get really upset about that, I've realized. Like, like when you yeah because in their mind it's like how can you roll up your window like roll your window down so mm. i'm talking to you and you mm. know some people are just tired so they just like flash your, their lights mm. at you and then you go but then some people get some kind of ego something mm. out of it the reason why i actually roll it up because one time one of them actually put their hands into my car oh. yeah so just <laughs> well, what? wow i don't i have no idea what he oh. was he was oh. going to do but as he was <laughs> Putting his hand is. I just rolled up my window when he had like he took his hand back. So wow. just to avoid all those. We things. just have to start walking around with switch blades. That's only happen. You lose a finger. Honestly, me, I want to like go buy like some pepper spray. Oh, and just oh me, I just got a taser. I oh, nice. I just got one. Honestly, this where did you get it in Ghana? No, I got it from mm. another like returning friend who got yeah. it from the US. And so <laughs> she, was, she, was leaving, she was leaving. She's like, you're going to need this. <laughs> we really need to I start mean, walking around. We have to things, try, honestly. but you know they they get very. Um, like, the one law that they're so adamant about is, like, don't assault an officer. Mm. And, like, sometimes, you know, you want to defend yourself, but then the consequences of that are also pretty dire. Like, yeah. if they feel that, oh, how dare you, you know, yeah. I'm a man, how could yeah. you treat me like that? Then yeah. that's an entirely different story. But yeah. I'm sure if you're a taste, you won't really <laughs> <laughs> have time for all of that. So yeah, I remember Rita was asking me earlier, like, you know, what it's like driving. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, th- I think I should have. But like, yeah, that's pretty much one of the big mm. issues is the is the checkpoint. Mm. Yeah. But like, I had an experience like that where someone told me that, oh, you know, he'll let me go if I gave him my shirt. Now, you see, it, like I had only wearing. one shirt on. So it was like, if I gave you my shirt, obviously, I'd have nothing else on it. Mm. I, I mean, I was I had just come back, so I was like, "Wait, you you want you want?" St- <laughs> there was okay. one that actually also detained me just because I didn't want to give him my phone number. Like he made me park by the roadside, and yeah, was I, it late? Yeah, 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 very late. Yeah, yeah it was late. It was like around ten, eleven. Okay, so I drive around yeah. like pretty late at night. Yeah. Like, I work pretty late. So. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He was like, "You're not going to let me go until I give him my phone number." So I was like, okay, fine. You give me your phone number, no, and then I'll call you later. Yes. <laughs> you let me go. Like, I mean, me, my block, my block mm. finger is very quick. Like, I'll give you the number. Oh, right. call me. Look, yeah. flash me. Oh, is that your number? Is that the the six six? Oh, oh I'll save it. What's your name? <laughs> I, look, I block it before I've even moved on yeah. from from because. It's so much easier, yeah. but then it's like okay, but they have your number now, yeah. so yeah. they call yeah. you with other. Yeah. Other, other phone numbers, which is kind of it's usually, so, it's usually best to get their number. Yeah, yeah, but it's like if someone's standing there with an AK for seven, like okay, you know, and it's they don't. I, I don't know if they realize or if they don't, but mm. you're standing there, full uniform, and you have a gun, mm. and you are probably thinking, I'm just playing, right? Mm. But you are asking me for something. I'm not yeah. gonna say no. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna be really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> They probably know you're right. So yeah, you know, I think they're very aware of the power oh that they have. <laughs> they're very, very aware. It's either that or the moment you say no, they start saying, okay, so where's your fire extinguisher? <laughs> and then yeah. you just wonder. You just wonder what's like the whole. Um, anyway, just. So, yeah, so let's let's 
move on to Rita. We'll come back and then we'll just go back and forth. Yeah. So yours was a very, you know, big deal because the establishment that it happened at, yeah. like, we had just recently like kind of gotten into it. It's like, oh, this is a whole nice new place. Yeah. And then your story came up. We're like, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. we've been through a lot. It's like, can't mm. we have this one thing? Yeah. So let's let's just like have a recount of um, what happened. Oh God! So this um, yeah, this was sometime. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. I'll try and be brief because it's you know it's a lot. But um, this happened um, early August. Um, mm-hmm. I was going on a first date um, with a guy that you know seemed really cool. I was very excited about the date. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I got to Bedu Lounge. I can name the place. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, at I, this I point, <laughs> you know. we all know. Um, so I got to Lounge, and um, he, I wasn't sure if I should go inside. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't sure if if my date had arrived yet. Mm-hmm. So I stood around, and at the at the time, I noticed that there was um, two bouncers. Mm-hmm. Like they were just kind of hanging around. We didn't greet each other. There wasn't a conversation. I just kind of stood there, and I was texting my dates to figure out where how far he was. And so as I was texting my dates, one of the bouncers kind of said to me, like, do you need something? Like, why are you here standing around, <laughs> right? Um, and so I explained to him that I was waiting for someone and I wasn't sure if they were already inside. So it was like I was trying to make some decisions in my head, right. but I was sort of talking out loud, talking to the mm-hmm. bouncer. It was just this, you know, this moment. Mm-hmm. And eventually I decided my, my date had said that, you know, he was about five minutes away. Mm-hmm. And so I said, OK, let me go inside and get us seated. So I... Attempts to approach the the front door and I'm stopped by the bouncer and he says, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going inside. And he says, oh, no, you can't go inside. Um, A woman, a woman can't enter unless she's with a man. And what's interesting about this moment is that (laughs) it doesn't hit me right away, like which I find so fascinating that my initial response wasn't to get angry and I'm not sure why I had a delayed response I don't know if it was because I was in the middle of texting my dates to find like you know my my attention wasn't fully on the bouncer and what he was saying um and so I kind of just stood around like this is ridiculous this is just ridiculous the the ridiculousness that happens again in establishments um and then so I actually say to him like you know, can I at least sit on the patio? Like there, there were chairs there, and he's like, "Yeah, you can sit there." And as I'm sitting there, it actually hits me that this guy probably thinks that I'm a sex worker. <laughs> and so it's it's not about what he said; it's about what he didn't say, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 how he actually looked at me when he made the statement that mm-hmm. a woman can't enter by herself, right? Mm-hmm. He scanned my body, he made an assessment, a very quick assessment. Um, and decided that I was not a, a reputable person to be in there by myself, right? I needed to be accompanied by a man, right? <laughs> you know, so there, there was a lot happening. I, I'll admit that I was, you know, I wasn't dressed conservatively because I was on a date, right? <laughs> and, you know, I was going out in Accra and many young women, when they're going out in Accra, you know, they dress a particular way and I don't feel like they should be judged because of that, you know? And so as I was sitting there and I realized that ah, this guy actually thinks I'm a sex worker, I was upset first that he said, you know, as a woman, I can't go in by myself. And then so when I realized <laughs> it was because of the kind of woman he thought I was, right. you know? Uh, and then I, I just got really angry, <laughs> you know, and I and I had a lot of a few choice words for uh, for the bouncer. And we basically ended up in an argument, a back and forth. Mm-hmm. And he was really upset because he felt like, you know, he had did, he had done everything he could to accommodate the fact that I was a woman by myself. He at least gave me a chair to sit on outside. <laughs> 
So why should I even be upset? Why, you know, I don't understand (laughs) why you're angry. I even gave you somewhere to sit while you're waiting for the man to come in a company. You know, I should, there's no reason for me to really be angry about this. I think he also felt like he had established a relationship with me in that short time and all of a sudden I was turning on him, (laughs) you know, and, you know, he got... betrayal. Yeah, the betrayal, (laughs) you know. Um, And so he got really angry very quickly and he became aggressive, you know, like he became, Mm. he, he started to approach me uh, and he was cussing at me and it was very clear that he was angry and like if the other bouncer wasn't there he probably would have done something to hurt me right wow. it's you know it was very clear and I me too me and my big mouth <laughs> at that point I, I you could not hold me back I was just so upset that this was happening right. uh, and at the moment that moment when we were arguing um, a guy was coming into the the um, the lounge and he approached me and he said hello Uh, And I didn't realize because I was so angry that it was actually my friend's cousin. So I had met him before. Mm -hmm. And so I explained to him what had happened. You know, he won't the bouncer won't let me in because he thinks I'm a a sex worker. And so he's like, oh, I'll let you I'll come, you know, come in with me. And I said, no, it's okay. I'll wait for my date. Mm -hmm. And actually, in this moment, I think (laughs) women have to make these negotiations all the time. Right. Like, when are you going to turn up? When are you going to turn down? Like, Mm -hmm. how you know, how are you going to deal with these situations? And I decided that I would stay and I would wait for my date because I think at that moment um, it was a mix of like pride and like wanting to show him that, listen, Mm -hmm. you don't feel like I belong in this space Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take up space for that very reason that you don't think I should be taking up space. You know, Um, and so. Actually, as we were also arguing, I don't know how I had time to do this, but I was also tweeting at Beidou Lounge. Um, and so what I tweeted was something like, you know, the I came to Beidou Lounge and the security guard won't let me in because he thinks I'm a sex worker. Um, and so people immediately were like, oh, my God, shame on you, shame on you. Right. Uh, and so maybe a couple days later, Beidou Lounge responded. And how they responded was basically to say, oh, that there must have been a misunderstanding at mm-hmm. the door. You know, our lounge is named after Erica Badu, so there's no way possible. That was terrible. That, you know, we advocate for women. There's no way possible that <laughs> the that this could have happened. Essentially, they completely denied it. Right? right? They didn't say, "Oh, I let's." I'm sorry, this happened. We'll 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 be investigating. They didn't even pretend that they were going to investigate. <laughs> right. Which right? is what else does? Yeah. Right. They they just completely denied the whole thing. Um, and I said, okay. Yo, I hear. So what happened basically is that maybe a couple of weeks later, I wrote this article and I said, mm-hmm. this is what happened. You know, this is a club that claims to care about women, mm-hmm. you know, and advocates for women. But yeah. me as a woman, I came there and I was my body was policed. I wasn't allowed inside because I wasn't with them. It just there was a contradiction yeah. in the brand and yeah. the practice. Right. Exactly. Um, and so after uh, almost immediately um, once the article was published and it was published on the adventures from the bedrooms of African women mm-hmm. um, they tweeted at me and they said we're so sorry and the bouncer has since been fired <laughs> right and I don't know if that is the true justice because I think there are a few things happening of course as a bouncer your job is to make particular judgment calls about the people that are entering right mm-hmm. you decide like is this person actually you know are they okay are they too drunk are they too rowdy to be in the club like that's yeah. part of your job but you're also receiving o- orders from your employer to screen particular kinds of people mm-hmm. right and so I, I don't doubt that the bouncer probably got a direction from um, his employer that mm-hmm. don't let any 
seedy or questionable mm-hmm. looking women into right. the club, right? Because right. we know that sex work is a big thing in Accra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that the, the bouncer still, <laughs> he still made a judgment and right. he still had the power to decide who he thought was a sex worker and who he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say this, that I think that at the heart of the matter is really, a, it's about how we treat sex workers, right? Mm-hmm. Because sex work is so common it's you know some will argue that it's the oldest profession in the world right but we we we've um we've criminalized it mm-hmm. right um and particularly in ways that like we don't necessarily criminalize their clients but we you know there's clearly That's so frustrating you know there's a demand for it right yeah, yeah. it's not like a, you're not you know? you're, you're not doing sex work just by virtue of being a sex worker somebody right. has to pay you exactly yeah. right? so until you're paid you technically have not done anything right. that day right so what, <laughs> you know what's yeah. Do they yeah. screen people who are who could possibly be uh sex no. and and work in fact bouncers in this country have been known to actually like hire sex workers to get particular kinds yeah. of clients into their clubs, right? Right. Um, and I think for me as a feminist, it's important to fight for sex workers' rights mm-hmm. because, you know, they're some of the most vulnerable women in our society. Truly. And if we treat some of the most vulnerable women in our society like shit, then I don't have a chance, right, of right. being treated yeah. fairly either, yeah. right? And so this is something that's connected to the realities of mm-hmm. all women, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think I think personally I maybe felt... Um, uh, felt good that the bouncer was fired, just <laughs> on a personal <laughs> level. But on a larger level, I think that there is... More should have been yeah. done, right? Yeah. Because clearly he wasn't trained on how to actually do his job, mm-hmm. right? Truly. Also, like, clearly there, there was something that was being, there told, was a message was that was told, being received yeah. from the top, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a larger issue that's happening there. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like in terms of even the way we dress now, mm-hmm. we're a little less conservative, especially yeah. when we go out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to some extent... Like what you wear is no longer reliable. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's say we even cared about whether or not sex workers went out. Like mm. I'm pretty sure on their days off, <laughs> they would like to go out right. and like yeah. not yeah. do. Like I mean, it's like being a lawyer. I mean, if mm. you, when you when you clock out yeah. and you want to go out, I mean, nobody's stopping you. Like hey, yeah. you, you yeah. could be a lawyer coming to. Yeah. To yeah. Actually, that reminds me of the case, I think it happened in 2015, of the five Ghanaian-American female doctors who went to Move and Pick and were basically told they couldn't sit at the bar, right? They were there to celebrate a friend's birthday, Mm -hmm. you know, and they weren't dressed in their doctor's uniform, their scrubs, because they were at a bar. They were there to have fun. But because they didn't have a male escort... They had to leave. And basically, the, the doctors ended up suing Move and Pick. <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's be serious no. now. Five escorts would not all go to the same, same place. <laughs> <laughs> like, from a very, you know, efficient <laughs> point of view. No, but even if <laughs> even they if went they to the same place, how do you... Like, yeah. I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? Honestly... I think you would know if somebody is picking people up. Mm. And if you feel that, okay, you don't want that kind of activity at your bar, okay. But, I mean, people pick up people for free. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, that's what happens in a bar. Yeah. So, are you going to spend the entire time, you know, saying, you, you look like a sex worker. You, we don't yeah. want you here. And then, yeah. you know, maybe that day I was feeling particularly, you know, freaky and I had a very, like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just seems so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like a really lazy yeah. way to... And it shows like all of the biases mm-hmm. that we still have. Yeah. Like Ghana is still a very socially conservative society mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of hypocrisy around that, oh, right? Yeah. So, Full you on. know, at least on the surface, mm-hmm. you know, how we present ourselves is very True. socially conservative. And so a woman going to a bar by herself 
you know, Whoa. dressed in a particular way is very taboo, right? Like, and you yourself, why are you at the bar? <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I, I, you know, I know other women who've had this very same experience, mm-hmm. right? Where they've gone, you know, I had one friend, she went to, um, I think it was, she went to a beach resort with a friend mm-hmm. and, you know, she wasn't told to leave, but the staff made her feel very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are you doing here? How long do you plan to stay here? <laughs> you know? They're judging eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, they're in a hurry to bring you your bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, right, just an orange juice. Can you, can you go? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it definitely, that brings me kind of like to another segue. It's like, oh. do, you, do you think that just being a woman means that just things that should go smoothly <laughs> you know like everything mm-hmm. from going out to even uh, i don't know buying something mm-hmm. suddenly becomes just more layered as a result yeah. like do you think do, when you think i mean the like the policeman and then you know the bar like very because they're very like specialized experiences so mm-hmm. they kind of stand out but when you think about it do you feel like they're like very normal things like even going to a supermarket that has been different and what has been your experience with that yeah (laughs) i mean yeah no i think as as a woman in a very patriarchal society every day every day you leave your house it's a gamble you don't know what (laughs) what is going to you know come your way right there's there's still a perception that women's bodies you know particularly in public space are not our own right that that there's this, this kind of entitlement um, or a sense of ownership over our bodies, how we present our bodies, how we behave in public, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think it's it's a very it's a daily, just regular, casual experience mm-hmm. that we that we have, yeah. you know. And and it, uh, I mean, just trying to be a woman who is free, and then you hear all of these this mes- this messaging from home, like mm-hmm. you know, don't wear that, don't be out too late, you know. And it's 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 very messed up that you get that messaging mm-hmm. but then you kind of understand that why like, why because right? <laughs> this is the world that we live in mm-hmm. you know yeah hmm hmm Josie <laughs> there's some days I just don't want to even step out of my house right. like I just just don't want to deal with all those things because even me that I'm not so um, how do I describe myself? I'm not too feminine. Let me say that. Like, I'm mm. more masculine. I'm, 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 dro- I'm androgynous. Right. Um, you would think that people wouldn't like, <laughs> exactly look at me or mm-hmm. see me in such a way. But yeah. then these are things that happen every day. And mm-hmm. there's some days you just don't want to deal with right. it. Mm-hmm. You rather just stay at home, stay in your little corner and sleep and just mm-hmm. wish that. Okay. You're safe at home, right? Mm-hmm. But then are you really? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in my house and I'm here in church. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of annoying because you know you you are told, okay, if you do this and this and this, you'll be good, mm-hmm. right? So you you know, let's say you go out and you come home before nine and mm-hmm. you don't go to a bar mm-hmm. and you know maybe if you do go to a bar you're in like a t-shirt and mm-hmm. jeans and you still I, even when you don't do those, even when you do those things even when you do those everyone things, is still complaining mm-hmm. yeah. why are you why are you here why are you still mm-hmm. at home why are you just like this mm-hmm. you, you know it's just i don't know we can't just feel free in this it's country just, mm-hmm. it's really stressful i don't know um how do you think that like either consciously or subconsciously like the way you move has changed since you're like those two experiences like do you feel that for example do you feel that when you go out you're a little more critical of what you wear Mm. do you feel that well you've already said that you kind of avoid all the other you know all the stops and all but 
like do you think have you felt that like just your your the way you behave now yeah. it has changed as a result yeah i mean naturally yeah. it would change you'll be mm-hmm. more conscious mm-hmm. of it, especially how you look and mm-hmm. where you're going and mm-hmm. the things you might see on the road but then somehow too it's like why should all these things limit me to be who i want to be mm-hmm. and who i am you know mm-hmm. so it's a bit tricky but i mean i f- we should feel free and do what we want to do mm-hmm. without irrespective of whatever we're going to encounter yeah. So. Uh, yeah no I think for me the biggest thing is transportation mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. I made a choice to specifically take Ubers and Uber has lots of problems mm-hmm. but I feel that the difference between Uber versus a taxi for example is the level of accountability so mm-hmm. you know like of course this is still Ghana so you can't <laughs> get around you know sexist men in general yeah. but you know if you experience sexism in an Uber there's a process that like can hold somebody accountable mm-hmm. right for that for what has happened to you True. whereas I feel like taxis generally like if you know I've had instances where just the other day I, I live in Jolu and I was heading home from, from work East Legon and the taxi driver decided to take a different route than I showed him right because he he knows best right because he's the what driver you know? <laughs> right you know and I'm like I live in this place and I've been living here for a while so I know you know I know the routes mm-hmm. and I was so aware in that moment because he, he got really aggressive and he started to argue with me and I just I kept quiet because I knew in that moment that like if I had said something yeah. it could have escalated right. and it's it's not a guarantee that if this thing escalates that somebody around watching it is be, going to help me yeah. No, you know, actually, you don't know. You're, you're more likely it's, to be ignored. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just not part. guaranteed that somebody is going to see this and actually help help me out, right? And okay. so just those little decisions, right? Um, because this is a society where people <laughs> are not really held accountable for the things that they do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm just aware that I... And, and even just taking a taxi versus being in a trotro, right? Like, or being in a car versus being in a trotro. For me, and again, of course, when we talk about gender, when we talk about sexism, it's connected to classism, right? And it's connected mm-hmm. to the class structure. And so I recognize that my ability to take an Uber or to take a taxi is tied to my, you, you know, my, my class <laughs> identity, right? Yeah. But I know I also know that being in a trotro, you know, there have been experiences where you, you get... T- touched by men or you you know it's invasive right and so I feel like we were constantly making these negotiations you know am I going to pay this extra money to to feel a bit safer right it's like (laughs) now you are you know I'm going to go broke trying to avoid yeah. <laughs> you know like torture with maybe five hello, oh not even five not like one city fifty pesos somewhere that yeah. you're going to pay yeah. about twenty cities yeah. yeah. to go to and it's so painful it's like oh gosh like <laughs> just the fact that if you're avoiding um, yeah. the you know the the checkpoints the, the checkpoints mm. that means that your trip is longer yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like when I go home, I have to choose between the motorway and the Spintex road. And at least going home, the motorway is 15 minutes. I'm home. Right. But it's never really 15 minutes because I have to spend five minutes at the checkpoint talking to this guy. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. hi. Yeah. He's like, hey, then I'll mm-hmm. see his hand coming from my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, uh, OK, hi. Yes. I don't know why they always feel like they have to like, touch you. To touch me? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's like. In their mind, it's like, I can do it. Yeah. I'm going to try yeah. and see. And yeah. then, of course, you're not going to, like, swat his hand away because you are also scared. So yeah. he tries it one time, and since then, it's like, yeah, then he'll say, hey, what I see? And I'm like, 
Man. Yes, there are thighs. I know. <laughs> it's very shocking. Like, you know, so like sometimes when I'm driving home, like as, as I'm approaching, I like check myself. Like, mm-hmm. what did I wear? You know, yeah. uh, like in the course of driving, did my skirt go You're out? Your skirt down. Like, <laughs> you, like mm-hmm. put a sweater, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. But so sometimes I'm like, I'm just not. I'm not feeling it that night. Like, mm. I'm probably also have been out for a long time and, you know, I've got the call, like, where are you? And I'm just mm. like, I need to get home at this time. Can mm. you not distract me? So I end up on the Spintech shoot. But then it's like Way twice as long yeah. and it goes around in a mm-hmm. loop. Yeah. And so that means I'm spending more on fuel just so that I can mm. avoid you. And mm-hmm. it's it's really kind of unfair. Because yeah. he doesn't have to spend more money to right. see me, mm. basically. It's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you find that... Are you more like... Okay, no, that's, I probably know the answer to this. But, like, <laughs> what are your dissatisfactions with, like, the consequences that um, people face when they harass women? Like, for example, the Connor episode that, mm. you know, the bouncer who slapped oh, Connor by, yeah. the mm. girl at Connor. Mm. Like, what do you think should have been the outcome of something like that? And, like in comparison to what really happened and mm. how does that make you feel usually he should have been lashed and <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do that to someone even hmm. how do you have to a human being not, not, not even he a woman how do you have to do mm. much, how much like more woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he should have been lashed like <laughs> we need to bring that there's, back there's, there's, there's no infrastructure to deal with yeah. these kind of things yeah like some I mean the best you can do is go and report it mm-hmm. it goes to court um, when it gets to court it depends on how much money you have right yeah because mm. I mean the amount of money you have determines how yeah. this well, justice is. <laughs> yes, anybody exactly. to you <laughs> so if I don't have money that means I can't go to court mm, I can't yeah. I mean everything will just end at the police station mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and usually it's always the guy's word over the woman because mm-hmm. I mean they'll ask you but what were you doing there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, did you, what did you do to him? It's a bar. <laughs> you know? No, you know it's crazy. Yeah, mm. they always ask you like, "How did you? How did you instigate yeah. this?" Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I I think in terms of the consequences, sometimes when you speak up, the consequences come to you. Like you are actually the <laughs> one. Yeah. How you know, dare you? First yeah, of all. you are questioned because you're disrupting the society, right? By by pointing out these problems, yeah. you know. Um, and so, again, these are choices that you're constantly having to make. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to report this person? Because then people are going to be asking, what did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, was I intoxicated? What was I mm-hmm. wearing? Did, how, did I antagonize, you know, the bouncer or whatever, right? It's all, it's, it becomes about what I did to, yeah. to warrant this kind of behavior, mm-hmm. you know? And that's really frustrating, you know, because you feel like it's a, it's a kind of re-traumatizing, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've been through this experience and then everybody's like asking, asking you, you know, what did, what did you, you do? do to have this happen to you you know it's a terrible thing it's a terrible thing like i can't think of any procedure that would end in actual consequences or Mm. like punishment i saw the video Mm. um of the guy apologizing Apologizing. (laughs) i was so irritated Mm. first of all i saw it and i saw his arms and i was like look at this macho Mm. exactly then i remember the picture i think Mm. her name was asantua Mm. i saw the i remember the picture of her and i was like she's so tiny mm. like can you imagine he, like, he probably broke something he looks so big mm. and I mean it could all be steroids <laughs> and that's <laughs> probably even why he was so angry at nothing um, yeah. because for him to have stopped there like with no provocation like she didn't reach for him nothing and you just mm. walk over and say you 
annoyed me so here's a slap and the apology was like he was practically laughing Mm. and it just like makes you feel that you know our issues are like a joke really I mean when you're store when you when you talked about this on social media because we know social media is like this double-edged sword of like support Mm -hmm. on one end and like complete ignorance on Mm -hmm. the other Mm -hmm. um how did how did how did the reception how was the reception like mm. what was like the you know sort of the best thing you you mm. heard or s- saw someone right yeah. so what was like the worst thing you saw mm. at the end of your mm. your story so i think it was um at soraya speaks mm-hmm. Ikwa, who i think it was her um hopefully i'm you know i'm not mixing up the person but <laughs> she was kind of like listen this is not how you respond because they, she realized that baby lounge is basically trying to not deal with the situation mm-hmm. you know oh no we're we advocate for women women's rights you know all of that uh, and not actually investigate. And she's like, listen, this is not how you deal with it. And I was so thankful for her to just even say that. Yeah. One of the shitty things that I heard was, you know, another woman who mm-hmm. apparently she was there that night. And so she started off by saying, oh, that's <laughs> that's so <laughs> unfortunate that this happened to you. I love Beidou Lounge. They have amazing chicken wings. And I'm like, this what is not about chicken wings. What does that have to do with anything? This is not about Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> so I said to her, "Listen, <laughs> this is not about chicken wings." Like, I mean, I like the chicken wings too, but it's just really <laughs> like not yeah. the time. This is not the time. And so when I said that, she's like, "Oh, why are you getting upset?" You know. And then basically, because I had made the choice to stay in the lounge that mm-hmm. day, she and she was there. She was like, "Oh, but you stayed in the lounge. You actually stayed. So how bad could it have been, right?" So this idea mm. that because I actually continued to stay in that space, I must have been lying or exaggerating what had happened, mm. right? And that didn't feel good because then I felt like, "Oh, she's trolling," and now I'm spending my time responding to her. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I just had to realize that this is not. She's not what you know. It's this not the is, point. It's not the point. <laughs> you know and. It was a distraction, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's hard when other women who've also mm-hmm. internalized sexism, mm-hmm. right, and misogyny right. come for you. It's hard mm-hmm. when that happens, you know. I mean, like, because in her mind, it's like, oh, yeah, if you're saying that you address a certain way, she's like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Because <laughs> she's probably experienced that and, yeah. like, seen other people experience that and yeah. as such make certain decisions to avoid these things yeah. and your decision is that look i'm going to have a good time yeah. and go out yeah. and so therefore mm-hmm. i'm not going to you know sort of cave under this whole thing it's yeah. like you've made a big yeah. mistake yeah. <laughs> you know but chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> like you can get chicken wings anywhere <laughs> upon, upon all the things you like, can say you that's know <laughs> you can so take strange. a little altercation for these chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> i mean the chicken wings are good but um wow <laughs> Yeah, risk your life. <laughs> risk your life. Those chicken wings. <laughs> it's, mm. That's terrible, man. <laughs> oh. Social media is a funny place. It like, is. what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like a, a conversation you're having pe- with people. Mm. You are, you are, you know, you have the opportunity to read it. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Even run it by somebody. Right. Save it in a draft. Go come back. <laughs> And you know, still, <laughs> and then you know, if you feel like it looks still looks good after a few minutes, yeah. you know, send it out, and people just send things out without thinking. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you know, this will this will soothe her. <laughs> she, did you tell her you had chicken wings? No, I didn't. She ah. because I mean, she had had good experiences at Beidou Lounge, right? <laughs> and this is this other thing, right, where. 
people in oppressed groups when they say I've experienced this oppression, but because you haven't experienced it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It couldn't have possibly happened. You're right? overreacting. <laughs> Just, you eat Just eat the chicken wings. Just eat the damn chicken wings. You're not hungry. For <laughs> this. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That said, do you? Okay, I can always ask. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, in terms of like what I would call like female-friendly spaces. Mm. Do you think that those exist in uh, the sense that not like there are only females there, but do you feel like there are places that you go to where you always feel comfortable or you always feel like this is, I can do the things that I want to do here without worrying about. Hmm. Here in Ghana, Africa, <laughs> I have not, I don't think I have been to such a place. Doesn't exist. Uh. <sighs> Like, I'm gonna rack my brain. No, maybe, you know, I was gonna say maybe church, but then no. Uh -uh. (laughs) It's like the worst place. (laughs) Like, how many times, like, I sit on, like, Twitter, like, on Sunday mornings, and then I see people, like, post pictures of like people in their church and they're like how can you wear this to church and i'm like yeah but you're at church and you're not listening uh taking pictures i saw one this morning this morning yeah it was a picture of a girl's ass and she was and he was like wow. oh why 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 did god place this woman in front of me to tempt me or something some funny tweet like that Move. i was like oh my god <laughs> even in church even in church i think hmm. sundays have the worst tweets and like you know, like mm. if you want to see some foolishness, <laughs> wait for Sunday morning. I don't know what it is. Well, people have nothing to do. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just at church. I'm bored. Mm. Well, why are you there? <laughs> because clearly it's making you misbehave. That's yeah. terrible. Female friendly yeah, places I, I here. I can't think of any. Because it's always like, there's all, it's just, it's always so, there's always a chance that somebody could just do some bullshit to you you Mm -hmm. know like it's you're not safe you know i just feel like the danger is always around it's kind of lurking and you just never know yeah you know even there's some things that happen you don't even realize yeah like until when you like go home home oh wait (laughs) did he actually just say that did he do that to me Hmm. so yeah there's always danger around existing I mean, it's tough because these are not these are not like special occasions. You're not yeah. like trying to do some weird things. You're just basically just. Charlie, we just want to go out and have fun. Just want to go out and have fun. <laughs> just live. Oh, that's it. What are your favorite places to go to? Because <laughs> I'm looking for new places. Honestly, I'm tired <laughs> of where I go. Where Partly you go? because of that. Like, okay, these used to be my like places, right? I'll go to Venus on maybe a Friday, mm-hmm. and then. Um, like I, I really like Kona. I was actually getting I into like liking Kona, and like then um, I was, you know, just recently introduced to Bedu Lounge. So I was like, mm. okay, these could be my spots. Mm. And then so many things happened. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, but they probably won't happen to me mm. because it's not like there. It's those weird things where it's like it will happen once, and it's like whoa, and then it won't happen again because mm-hmm. they're probably yeah. checking themselves and yeah. all of that, or maybe. It was just that one guy, but then mm. it was bad enough for it to be mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it make you worry. But after that, mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, so where do I go? Because mm-hmm. should I yeah. try this or mm-hmm. not? I mean, the chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, I decided that I would wait and see if that guy got fired mm-hmm. before I tried to yeah. show up at yeah. Betty Lounge. But those are like, I mean, I'm, Osu is basically the yeah. place that mm-hmm. I go to, but like. 
I'm always looking for somewhere new. <laughs> I don't even go out, honestly. I don't. So that was like your one time in this room for you, man. You hardly go out, and then one time you go out, then. Yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, okay. For me, I'm always also around Osu. Nowhere in particular. Between T-Bar. Yeah. T-Bar is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. T-Bar is like I a like cool T-Bar. place to chill yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, so I think almost every, oh, not almost every night, at least <laughs> two or three times a week, I'm at T-Bar. I think mm. that's like a cool, really cool place to just go and sit and chill and mind your own business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I should also say that like specifically about Beidou Lounge, it wasn't so much like what the, the what happened with the bouncer was, was it was a problem. Mm-hmm. The lounge is really nice. Yeah. I think the problem was just how the establishment responded initially. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, if they had said, we're sorry, we're looking into this, you know, it took for me to write that article before, before. they actually did something. You know, mm-hmm. at least this is the impression I got. Because mm-hmm. the first time I, I said something, they were just like, no, this couldn't have happened. It's not possible. Right. <laughs> right? And then when the article came out, and so in my in my understanding, I wrote that article. And then almost immediately they tweeted and said he was dismissed. So had he been dismissed before I wrote the article? Mm-hmm. And how come there was no... They didn't tell they you. They didn't say that, right? Oh, come back. <laughs> you you know? know? So... Has he really been dismissed, though? Th- this is the thing. <laughs> and I won't go there to go and confirm that he's, right. you know, so... I think it's because as a, I guess what I'm trying to say is that as an establishment, you can't necessarily control what mm-hmm. all of your employees do at any given moment. But your right? response is important. Exactly, yeah. it's how you respond to these issues. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I haven't seen like a good response. Like <laughs> you know, something happened, and like you know, we're going to address it in these ways. It's yeah. just a circus sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That said, where do we get tasers? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we have to find out. I mean, Charlie. for me and me, I'm looking for pepper spray. <laughs> Specifically, I feel like it's, it's so much easier. Yeah, it's not I do, yeah, drive it's off. True. I it's don't true. know if it was your story or it was um uh, the Twitter name was Junkie on Mars. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. had a horrible experience yeah, with yeah. A, the police. A police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember yeah. that period. Like suddenly, everybody was looking for you know pepper spray because <laughs> it was like you. Every experience with a, mm-hmm. with a policeman had been, he says some things, you know, alludes to some things, but mm. never actually goes out of his way to, like, do something. Or so mm. we thought. And then her story came out and other people talked about, you know, like, their experience as well. And it was like, suddenly everybody wanted pepper spray. And it just goes to show that, like, who... How can someone protect you from the people that you're supposed to be <laughs> getting protection from? Hmm. It's, it's kind of, you know, problematic. Yeah. And hers was weird because she actually went and reported and everything. And and they loved that. Yeah. Mm. Told her to just go, oh, it's one of those things. That's what they always say. It's yeah. one of those things. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's... I think we should also take self-defense classes very seriously. Hmm. We should take self-defense we classes. We should find them, actually. Yeah. I don't know anywhere that... Um, but I feel like they would I think be I saw one places. online. Yeah? I think I have to like, double-check. I think I saw something like that. I'll try to find some links. I'll they were giving the self-defense classes speci- to women specifically. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I'll, add, I'll add it to the description mm. for this for this episode and try to... Um, add some yeah because that's really important I, I feel also that I mean self-defense de- classes are, are really important <laughs> you know but I, I feel I mean obviously there's a, a larger structural issue yeah, that yeah, we yeah. need to be addressing and I and I think 
one place that it can start is with our male like just our male friends or our male counterparts Mm -hmm. when they hear these stories because they don't necessarily experience sexism and you know and so it's very important to have oh i don't like this word allies but i'm gonna use it in a specific (laughs) context you know like for for men to also be like this happened right so in in the instance of beidou lounge it was very um helpful to me that my date when he finally arrived Basically, what happened is that one of the bouncers took him aside and was like, you have to talk to her. She can't be talking to men like that. Get a control of your woman. Exactly, right? <laughs> uh, and then when I explained to him what had happened, he's like, yo, we can leave. Let's just go, right? Yeah. And he, they, it wasn't anything that, I mean, obviously, he was like, we were on a date. So that's, <laughs> there's that stuff too, right? But like, he wasn't <laughs> like, you know, this. He was trying to make a good impression, you know? But I think it's very important for men to be in our corner yeah. when they see these things happen. It might not happen to you, but mm-hmm. it's happening to people in your life. You know, it's happening to, to women in your society, yeah. right? And of course, in terms of the police, like, I mean, where do you begin? There are so many issues with. <laughs> I mean, they're like usually, and it's not like one person there. It's usually like two or three people. Yeah. But yeah. you can tell that if you were to call someone else over, like, hey, this guy is harassing yeah. me. They're a gang. They stick together. Yeah. You know, he's probably like them. flipped yeah. a coin. Like, who gets to go this time? Like, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I'll say that, like, when um, whenever these stories come up. Um, I'm impressed by like the response of some guys who are like, you know, wow, I can't believe. First of all, it's like, whoa, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, yeah, get with the program. Mm-hmm. This happens. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, whereas you have some people who are like, hey, what were you wearing? No, mm-hmm. How did you? There are actually guys who are just like, no, this this isn't right. And, you know, this it's unacceptable regardless of yeah. who you are, or what yeah. you're wearing and stuff like that. And it's, I mean... It makes me feel like progress is in the mm. is in the horizon. But the only thing is that they're on social media. And mm. yeah. at the end of the day, it's a certain kind of people on social media, especially mm. Twitter. Mm. And those people are not like the IGP or, the, mm. you know, the people mm. who should be aware of these things yeah. and um, actually taking action, you know, firing people, suspending yeah. them, um, whatever it is. Mm. You, they're not really hanging out there. I mean, in the case of Baby Lounge, they are on Twitter and still, you know, didn't quite approach <laughs> it well. But I'm hoping that it was a learning experience for them. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I doubt you it. You doubt it? It's like, Somehow people are still going to come it. anyway because yeah. these damn chicken wings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're fire. So, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I think that, you know, yeah, most these establishments need to get with the program. It's. Mm. You shouldn't feel unsafe going out, you know? <laughs> like, hey, I'm getting dressed, I'm going out, but hmm, I might get slapped today. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you so much mm. for coming around and chatting with me and reliving these very painful experiences. <clears throat> I know, I'm sure you've talked about them over and over and over again, but yeah. I'm really grateful for this opportunity to talk about it again, mostly because I want people to hear mm-hmm. like what it means to be you know, a woman living normal life. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have any like last words to the public, to Betty Lounge, to your <laughs> policeman friend, to you know, other women trying to just live it, love it? Um, well, hmm, what, what's, what's that to say anyway? <laughs> Get your pepper spray. Get a taser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Really, that's basically a guillotine, <laughs> pepper spray. 
Yeah, we'll find. I think <laughs> what I need to do is to get like some links of where to find <laughs> yeah. and yeah. all of that, and I'll share. I'll share with the rest of you because yeah. it's important. Yeah, yeah. but I, I do think that there is something about telling those stories, even mm-hmm. though like you know the the people in charge might not be paying attention mm-hmm. on Twitter or whatever. But I do think that a critical mass can be created when we start to, to share our stories because we see that we're having similar experiences, yeah. you know, and then maybe we can actually mobilize and do something around true. it. You true. Know? True. So don't keep quiet if you. You know, if you have it in you to yeah. to yeah. to share the story, then share it. You know. Yeah, yeah, I also feel like most of us are not really aware of these things. Mm-hmm. Like it happens, and we say, "Oh, it's just something that's normal." So it's, mm-hmm. it's actually, like yeah. she said, it's very, very good to actually like put it sure. out there, and yeah. just to make people aware that these things do exist mm-hmm. and these things do happen, so that at least when they go out and something like that happens to them, they know how to react or know how right. to deal mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid to speak your mind. Don't be afraid to report them to somebody at that moment and demand some kind of reaction. It may not always go great, but, you know, the, <laughs> the more we insist, I think, to yeah. some degree, yeah. um, they start to think, oh, wow, you know, we actually have female clientele mm. who would like to be treated nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know it sounds revolutionary, like, oh, my God, somebody's come to spend money at my <laughs> establishment. They might actually want to have a good time. But mm-hmm. it's a suggestion. I hope you all take it. That's for the police. Well, yes, like we say, thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Thank and you. Um, thank you, it's thank a wrap. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.